as if. Looking out a dirty old window. Outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing and heading down. I Hi, this is Minute 57 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Dan Costa, your host. With me today is Wendy Mays. Hello. And Jim Donahue. Greetings, everybody. Today's minute starts with uh, Christian talking to the bartender and ends with Ty standing in between two giant men. <laughs> <laughs> Dream. <laughs> a nice a nice side gag. <laughs> it was a good side gag, yeah. So we start with a shot of Christian uh, chatting up the bartender, like we said last minute. He's, you know, he seems to be in his element when he was dan- dancing with the guy and talking with the bartender. Um, it's the most animated we've seen him. And um, Ty tells Cher, hey, Josh is here. Did you guys notice who Josh was talking to? No, I'm see- seeing that it's just some old guy, but I, I can't for the right. life of me remember. Yeah, I, I actually like. tried to find out if it was like some bit actor or anything, and I, wasn't, I was not able to ID him. I think it's Ricky Jay. I actually, I have one of his books, which has the, uh, the great title of... Learned Pigs and Fireproof Women, <laughs> which is about, uh, like, vaudeville and sideshow side attractions, uh, oh, I like, love turn that. of the That's century. Cool. It, it's a fascinating book. I highly recommend it. Cher says she didn't see him come in, but it's like he finds the one adult, like, he's deliberately trying not to have fun. <laughs> were you guys... Were you guys... Um... You know, I think we all see these kids who are very mature for their age and more comfortable talking to older people than the people their own age would. Do you feel that you were that way? Wendy was yeah. there with you? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I was that way. But it was probably because, like, once high school hit, especially, like, junior, senior year, I was so... I was in my rebellious phase, and yeah. all adults were just awful to me. Um, so, I mean, I was, I think, mature in a way of like, you know, I worked at a music store and I was the key manager. So I was in charge of everybody for the shift, you know, at like 16 or whatever. So there was a maturity level there. Um, but I didn't, yeah, no, that was not the the person that I would go find an adult to hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Jim? Kind of. There weren't a whole lot of kids in my neighborhood and I was kind of shy and, my siblings yeah. were older, so yeah, I didn't have. I, I did kind of gravitate to uh, talk to older people. I remember there being this mystique when I started working, like when you started working with adults, and you said, "Oh, they're just as dumb as these younger people." <laughs> like there is no difference. Like there was such a like respect your elders and you know the the the, the authoritarian like teachers and. Um, but then once you're working side by side with them, you realize, wow, there is, you know, they are just human. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, um, oh, I could totally do your job. Like, right. You just happen to be five <laughs> years older than me or like, you know, 20 years older than me. Yep. That's true. And that still happens, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ty asked Cher, Cher about her, uh, outfit, which is like we talked about last week, last minute. It's not really great club attire or school dance even whatever wherever they're at and um she tells her to 
tie that around her way. So I think this whole segment is just to make like Ty seem awkward. She she falls down the stairs. She's dressed kind of awkwardly. She's not really having too much fun at this dance. No, no. poor Ty. Yeah, yeah really poor Ty. Doesn't... She's I you know um it, I'm watching this again. I mix, I miss her as an actress. And uh, she's really cute in this movie. Just like she was really, I think, pretty funny. And uh, it's a shame she <laughs> yeah she passed when she she was away. very talented. And I, I loved her voice work on King of the Hill. So Christian again, Christian's got a few good lines, but you know, <laughs> Hagsville last time, and then he asks her if she's ready to slide. Like that's man, ask a girl to dance, ask if you're ready to slide. I think that's pretty cool. I don't even know where that term comes from. Like I remember wa- re- when I rewatched this, he says that, and I was like, "Are they about to do the electric slide?" <laughs> like, and I, I was convinced that that was a dance out there, and I was like, "That would be so weird if they just broke into really the electric weird. slide." But yeah. they're just done dancing like normal. But yeah. that is not a term that I I don't. Is that a fifties term? It. Like I've never heard that term before. Yeah, I don't know if that's an actual Rat Pack phrase or something. No. Yeah, Christian he came just up may with. have made it up to yeah. seem cool. Um, and it works. Well, it worked for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it, it with Christian, he, he definitely does have an image. So he's trying. He looks like he's um, part of the Rat Pack. He's got the vintage car. He's got always wears the sunglasses. So he's just very. Uh, occupied with how he looks and how he appears to others. And uh, I think we were saying that that Cher kind of fits into that. Yeah, I think it goes again with the saying that she's kind of a prop next to him, at least in this scene. Um, She's definitely like an expensive eye candy, arm candy, not eye candy, but arm candy, uh, literally. And and Cher kind of feels the same way. And Cher in voiceover says, uh, the band is kicking and she's with the hottest guy, um, yet her enjoyment's on pause. So she is aware to the, of the fact, too, that she's kind of maybe she's with him because of his looks, his, you know, his appearance and how he, she looks with him on her side. Yeah, she knows that they're the best looking people there. Yeah, she she knows they're a cute couple. You know, and this is where Cher's good side she comes on. Her enjoyment was on pause because she was a, she saw how unhappy Ty was. That is not something that we I don't know that that you know that empathetic um, side of her. I think is something that is great, and I think that's something that you know I wish was shown more with uh, teen uh, protagonists. I guess you know just. Uh, she really does care for her friend, and she wants her friend to be happy. Yeah, and a lot of movies nowadays, uh, or I guess I shouldn't say that, not a, a lot of movies nowadays, but I get what you're saying. At Like, it, it is kind of a rare thing to show that she she's having fun, but she realizes that her friend is not. Um, right. I don't think that you see that a lot of times in teen movies. People are just focused right. on themselves wholly, um, and that is it. Until the very end where, like, the guy feels bad that he made the ugly girl cute, and that's when he's like, right. no, I do love you. <laughs> it's like that, but that's it. Um, you don't see, um, especially one female character doing that to another one. Very often, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, what, and, um, she starts off as a project for Cher, but I, I, that's kind of dropped pretty quickly. I mean, I think you sense pretty 
pretty early on, the chair comes to like her very much, and she's a lot more than just a project. I think that's obvious really early on as well. Cher definitely has this um, this warm side to her where she you know wants to take care of her father and um, this matchmaking between the teachers and with Ty. So she really is a you know a lovely character, and she's she's what's interesting about her is that you can't just peg her as you know, this, um, materialistic girl or this, um, you know, I'm glad they didn't make her an airhead cause she's very smart. And, um, but she's also has this caring side too, which is, I think very, very cool to see. So, um, we, Ty's unhappiness is shown visually by her standing awkwardly, um, not dancing between these two large men who you can't even see their heads because they're so tall. So it's just, it's a great visual gag. And, um, and I think it adds to, um, I had a problem and couldn't figure out why they put her in the wardrobe that they did in this scene. But when you put those two people next to her, um, I realized it's a, they're trying to make her look as little girl as possible. And, yeah, un- that's a good and point. that adds to the unsophistication yeah. of her. And by putting her next to these two gigantic men, again, she looks like a tiny girl that's out of place in this adult world. And she's not necessarily ready to be in that adult world like Cher is. Oh, see, Jim, you got the gold star on the Emma episode, and Wendy just nailed it right there. <laughs> uh, very well said. I think it, that's that. I didn't even think about that. That's perfect. That that really makes sense. And then later, later on in the movie, she does kind of blossom into a more sophisticated woman. Yeah, but she also then goes for the boy that's also not that sophisticated and ready for an adult world. She goes for, like, <laughs> you know, the silly skater boy, and she's embracing her, like, youth and childhood more than the other the other kids that's are. That's true. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I was a skater boy, so I love it even more. <laughs> I used to adore the skater boys. <laughs> I was a skater boy girl. It was a golden age for skater boys in the I still get a little so. pitter-patter in my heart if I hear a skateboard going down the street. <laughs> she looks fondly out the window. Yeah, I do. Where are they? <laughs> do you like a 40-year-old Ska- woman? <laughs> oh, skater boy. Skater boy. <laughs> um, so... Jim's just been itching for me to ask him this question. <laughs> Jim, we, <laughs> we asked last, last uh, yesterday's minute what um, teen movies we like. And um, you, didn't, you didn't really have anything specific, but you do have some that you don't like. Well, one definitely springs to mind quickly. Um, I was in high school in the 70s. And, uh, yeah, I saw Grease at the time and kind of liked it at the time. And then a few years later saw it and, Oh my God, what a pile of garbage that movie is. <laughs> is I because just... all the teenagers are actually 35 to 40 years old. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> one thing, but the whole morality of the movie is just so skewed and it's just so unrelentingly vulgar. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, there's some problematic lines in that movie, but I can understand why the songs are so 
There are um, there are some catchy songs. I will grant it that. Uh, I mean, as long as the, we all agree that Grease Two is the superior of the Greases, <laughs> then I'm okay with this. You know what? I've never I've never seen it. Should I rectify? I that have problem? never seen Grease Two. That's uh, my uh, my yeah. And now and I'm a, uh, I lived in a house who you know with the, a daily dose of musicals were fed to us. <laughs> so I'm surprised we didn't watch that. So uh, I will have to watch it. I love it to death. Um, now, uh, Wendy, is there, a, is there a teen movie that you don't like? Well, I think uh, last episode, my disgust for Prigny and Pink <laughs> oh, was yeah, very that's well right. showcased. Yeah. Um, and mainly, I think uh, of the John Hughes films, that's like my least favorite one, I think. Some kind of wonderful is far superior to it. And again, yes, I will yeah. say the dress that she makes in the ending ruins the entire movie for me. It's such a garbage dress. Uh, it's such a garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, she knows her own measurements. Why did she not make the dress yeah. in her measurements? <laughs> she, well, she's, she's, she's never going to make it onto Project Runway. <laughs> yeah, she's never going <laughs> to make it onto Project no. Runway. <laughs> um so I, I i mentioned this once on the facebook group and i like got a swarm like people attacked me <laughs> uh but i really one of the few movies i ever shut off was not another teen movie which mm. is just one of these horrible spoof movies and uh i, I absolutely hated 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 <laughs> hated it so that that's my pick which is it not really fair, but uh, it sucked. So, but it's got good Chris Evans being funny, isn't that that movie? Am I wrong? It might be, but I, I, I you didn't it, watch it far enough I, to see. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't um, think it's anything special. Okay, good, good. All right, guys. So, um, man, it's really been nice going over these minutes with you. And um, next week, um, Darren will be the host Woo-hoo. with guests a- Ashley. Chalinor and Hannah Van Jura. I hope I, I'm saying your names right, guys. And um, they will start with minute 58. And uh, so let's uh, let's have you plug your stuff, uh, Jim. What about you? If you uh, Google the Velvet Blog, you can find my uh, now ancient blog, and there'll be a post there with links to various writings uh, around the net and my Twitter account and Letterboxd account and all that. I have a podcast myself. It's called Pet Cinematary. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and all those kind of cool places. Um, it's a podcast uh, where we take a look at the deeper wait what a deeper look at the role <laughs> uh, that animals have played in cinema. So um, maybe my brother have a um, podcast called Blockbuster Dropouts. Uh, where we try to relive the magic of your favorite video store or comic book shop. And um, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and um, and Twitter at, at Blockbuster Drop. And we have a Facebook group too, so please say hello. And um, guys, it's been really nice meeting you. I had never spoken to either of you before this, so pleasure meeting you, and I'm glad we got to do these minutes Yeah, together. definitely. It's that, been a lot likewise. of fun reliving these five minutes or so (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely all right guys bye guys Uh, we outie all right thanks for listening
listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Dan Costa, with my guests, Wendy Mays and Jim Donahue. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Lewis is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.